0: again brothers and sisters and welcome to episode 4 of the Living Free Yeshua podcast. Today we will be discussing the Incarnation, a wonderful, amazing, and grandiose manifestation of God manifested in the flesh and making himself known to us through his only begotten Son, the Word, Jesus Christ. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. These are absolutely beautiful words spoken by Job in Job chapter one verse twenty-one. My friends, we all came from dust and we all shall return to dust, and our lives are but a vapor on this earth in this physical realm. But there is one who walked this earth who always was is and will be who as he states himself in john 8:58, before abraham was i am our savior and lord yeshua hamashiach did what we as mere humans is hard to wrap our fallen human brains around an act of love so profound and gracious that it is the primary source for our never-ending and insurmountable gratefulness by leaving his throne in heaven to come here to be manifested in the flesh humbling himself in the likeness of men and humbled himself even more by taking the position of a servant to make a way to heaven for us doing this on his own accord coming here knowing full well what his mission was given to him by the father even while we were still living in sin And him knowing most would hate him and deny him and mock him, yet still chose to come here to be born as a man, still with his divination, fully God and fully man, to die for the sins of the world. Because that, brothers and sisters, is Mm -hmm. what Jesus is, pure love. He came to do this for us because that is how much he truly loves us, and unparalleled, unmatched, not being able to fully comprehend by our feeble fallen mind's love, that he exuberates at every given moment of his existence. I'd like to first preface, if I could, with a few prophecies of his birth in the Old Testament and coming as the Messiah, our Lord and King. In Isaiah 9, 6-7, it reads, And forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And another speaking of his incarnation just a few chapters later in Isaiah 11, verses 1 to 2, as it reads There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amazing and righteous prophecies spoken by the prophet Isaiah. But I want us to take a look at how Yeshua, the Messiah, is referred to in Isaiah 11. Notice that not only does it state that the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, but the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Now if we look closely, this scripture in Isaiah connects with scripture we have been given in Proverbs chapter eight verses twenty two to thirty six. This passage was inherently written about wisdom itself, but if you truly listen closely and hear it with spiritual airs, this is also without a shadow of a doubt an allegory or double meaning if you will, speaking of the pre-incarnation or pre-manifestation of Jesus Christ before coming to this earthly physical realm. And as it is written, it reads, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His work, the first of His acts of old. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped before the hills, I was brought forth. Before He had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When He established the heavens, I was there. When He drew a circle on the face of the deep. When He made firm the skies above when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman. I also recommend cross-referencing this with John 1, verses 1-2 to on your own time. And it continues, And I was daily his delight rejoicing before him always rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man and now O sons listen to me blessed are those who keep my ways hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it blessed is the one who listens to me watching daily at my gates waiting beside my doors for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself, and all who hate me love death." That is truly describing our King, brothers and sisters. Wow! God's holy word is truly amazing. So dear friends, as it is written, Yeshua is the image of the invisible God in Colossians 1.15, and as he was born into this world in the form of a man, he was the one who all the Old Testament saints were hoping for and looking forward to, believing in the promises given and kept by God of one to come. First mentioned in Genesis 3.15, that as it is written, states, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise your head and thou shalt bruise his heel friends this is the first mention of the gospel of jesus christ in the bible my friends the first mention of the lord's plan to make for us a son to be born that would crush the works of the devil and reconcile god's people back to himself Jesus is the polar opposite of Adam, the solution for the problem created by Adam's disobedience. For as Paul wrote in Romans 5, verse 12, and it reads, That just as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now we're jumping down to verse 17, it reads, For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. You see, friends, our king was the antithesis of Adam, Adam bringing sin into the world and Christ freeing those held captive by it, having the keys to death and Hades. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'd like to close with a comforting thought, friends, that we must always hold on to the truth and already finished work of what Jesus did by first leaving his throne in heaven and coming to this earth, being born of a virgin, and to his giving his life on the cross, being born in a manger, in a quiet town, small town, not to a king that was already established, but to a woman who was a faithful servant of the Lord, who was given the task of carrying out God's promise and fulfillment of salvation by birthing the Messiah and this task being made known to her by the angel Gabriel. God's plan of redemption was always His will, and was written and spoken about by the Old Testament saints and prophets. And as we know, dear friends, that whatever God's word says, it surely shall come to pass. For the word of the Lord is forever steadfast and true, never fading and always unchanging, and that word was made flesh to suffer for our iniquities and bear the sins of the world and our punishment upon his shoulders, for whosoever shall believe in him may not perish but have eternal life. Brothers and sisters, let us hold on to this truth, for as it is written in first Timothy one verses fifteen to seventeen. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of who I am the foremost. But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.